Hello and welcome to Surveillance Report 13, lucky 13. Uh, we skipped last week so this won't be quite as in-depth because we gotta cover two weeks worth of news in one week, so yes. Thanks for being patient with me, this is now going to be done. This episode features Ledger, one of, if not the most secure way of storing our cryptocurrencies. I have had the Ledger Nano S now for some time, and I have nothing but great things to say about it. If you want the utmost security when handling your coins, with plenty of amazing features, this is the way to go. They have an affiliate program, so if you're looking to get your hands on one, check them out using our link in the description. And as always, we're going to start with companies. Apple just slaughtered the headlines this week. Uh, the FBI spent months trying to break into the iPhone of the shooter from the Pensacola Pensacola Naval Air Station in December of 2019, and they finally did it without Apple's help, kind of like in uh, San Bernardino in 2016. This is both, I guess, good and bad, as, well, it took the FBI months, but also the FBI did get into the phone, so take that as you will. However, the major concern here is the Attorney General William Barr and FBI Director Christopher Wray, both are trying to rush legislation preventing companies like Apple from having a say in whether or not they can decide to assist with these kinds of encryption battles. This is an ongoing story that's been going on for years now, so try not to lose sight of this as it fades away with all the other news, because there is so much news. Remember when it was discovered real Apple employees listened into your voice submissions, even when a user wasn't knowingly using Siri? Well, the whistleblower who released this information has come out publicly expressing his beef with Apple, saying they are violating human rights with no enforcement from anyone trying to stop them. That's kind of the story, so we'll see if this leads anywhere. I kind of hope this does lead somewhere because it kind of just seems like this guy came out for no reason. He didn't really add any additional information for anything that didn't already come out. He was just kind of giving his opinion on why he thinks Apple's a bad company. Apple again, <laughs> apparently, People have had access to a leaked version of iOS 14 since February. This has been looked at by security researchers to find issues in advance, so it seems to be handled well so far. This is the worst leak yet for Apple when it comes to pre-released iOS versions, setting records left and right, that's the Apple way of doing things. There has also been an extremely sophisticated and polished jailbreak, which works for iOS versions 11 through 13.5, which is extremely exciting for those of you who are part of the jailbreaking community. So let's take a step back here and recap Apple. An extremely sophisticated jailbreak has finally come out, the price of iPhone vulnerabilities is going down, signaling they are more common and prevalent. Several companies have caught hackers using sophisticated iPhone vulnerabilities in the wild, and iOS 14 was leaked eight months early. Apple, get your shit together. To sidetrack a little bit, both Apple and Google have released their contact tracing technology built into their operating systems. Apple and Google do not currently build the applications themselves that do the contact tracing. They are just a technological framework. This is currently off by default and requires the user to opt in, so this does seem to be the best case scenario here for us privacy advocates when it comes to this whole fiasco. Outside this just not existing in the first place, that would be the best, best case scenario. But that's not what's happening in the world, so yeah. eBay has come under some fire as it runs a script that performs a local port scan of your computer to detect remote support and remote access applications. This is supposedly done to prevent misuse of the service, and eBay has given the most blanket statement imaginable, saying they care for user privacy. 
They don't, they don't offer justification. They just say they care. Um, this is the best way to handle anything nowadays. Uh, yeah. This doesn't seem to be strictly malicious, but still something people are concerned about, so it would be great to get an actual legitimate comment from eBay about the matter. Now let's rip through the last few companies to finish up the category. EasyJet had a breach of 9 million people. This involved email addresses, travel details, and for some people, their payment details. Want to know the most interesting part? <laughs> they became aware of the attack in January, and they didn't alert customers affected by the payment leak until April, and they notified the rest of their users by May 26th. <laughs> Only took you guys four months. That's insane. To add a layer to this, after I wrote the script, I saw an updated article saying that EasyJet is facing an 18 billion pound class action lawsuit because it took them four months to respond to this. Sometimes covering this news makes my heart flutter a little bit because ugh, it's just entertaining. The Mercedes-Benz onboard logic unit source code has leaked online. Oh my goodness, why could this not have been Tesla? This would have solved so many problems. Um, this was all due to a misconfigured GitLab repo. Nothing too interesting, unfortunately. Signal has released profile pins, which they say is one of the first steps in moving towards a non-phone-based messenger, which I'm sure we can all throw our hands up in excitement over because, ah, that's just exciting. I'd read the article for more details on how this exactly works, but you can actually go ahead and enable this as of right now inside your Signal application. Our last company article is that StartPage is now an option for Vivaldi browser users, offering another private search engine alternative for those of you who use Vivaldi, whoever you are. And that finishes up companies, my friends. Let's go ahead and move on to research. There has been, surprise, another Bluetooth vulnerability that could allow an attacker to spoof a remotely paired device, exposing over a billion of modern devices to hackers. As always, make sure you're up to date on your software as devices not updated since December of 2019 are affected. Even if you kept your software up to date, this won't protect you from the next thing recovering. Bluetooth isn't the only tech that came under fire, as there have been a new set of flaws affecting Intel Thunderbolt ports. This allows someone with five minutes of physical access to your machine to be able to bypass login methods to gain full data access. This affects Windows, macOS, and Linux alike, so no one's really safe here. Also, this is not fixable through software, so you're pretty much screwed. There is a tool you can download that lets you know if you're affected, but Again, if you are, you're still screwed, so you just know you're screwed. It's pretty wild to see that, you know, yes, you could do everything possible. You can, you can keep things as secure and private as imaginable on your end as an end user, but, they, but at the end of the day, like, how are you going to predict that a Thunderbolt port is going to have a vulnerability that affects everything without a patch? So, I mean, it feels helpless because... You can't predict every little thing, and there's always going to be some vulnerability. So I guess maintaining a threat model and just keeping that in mind. But even then, man, this sucks. Researchers have been able to break the separation between Wi-Fi and Bluetooth tech running on the same device. This is called Spectra, and it works against chips that handle multiple types of radio wave-based wireless communications. This will be more thoroughly presented at Black Hat in August. Research is just depressing this week. Um, to finish it off and keep that theme going, Ledger, the developer of the cryptocurrency hardware wallet, has performed research and discovered attacks against products from CoinKite and Shapeshift that could have allowed pin and access to the attacker. 
These have been all patched, which is good. It doesn't seem Ledger was affected by this, but they also conducted the research. So, uh, I don't know. Politics, people. The U.S. had a decent amount of political activity recently. First, the U.S. is having a battle over whether or not FISA, the secret warrantless surveillance court brought to light by the Snowden leaks, deserves more oversight and accountability. This bill with more oversight just barely missed by one vote. Ugh, Bernie didn't show up. Gosh darn it, Bernie. And it's now going to the House where we will be cheering to hope it gets the attention it deserves. Back to contact tracing, Sweet Home Alabama, North Dakota, and South Carolina are moving forward with using the Apple-Google contact tracing technology with their own state-based projects. So we are seeing some of the first adoption of the Apple-Google contact tracing technology. Unfortunately, before it's even been released, it's been uncovered by Jumbo Privacy that the North Dakota app sends user data to third parties, including a location advertising service. The Anonymization was also submitted with the name given to the phone by the user. So, wow. They actively tried to make this terrible for privacy. They actually put more effort into implementing these things than if they just focused on the service itself. So, quite impressive. However, it seems Utah has learned its lesson from Banjo as they have decided to say no to Apple and Google's contact tracing, opting into their own startup app. How many of these apps are there? Come on, people. Let's just... Why do we need every country... Not every state now is getting their own application. Pretty soon, every person's going to be building their own application for this. It's unnecessary. It's stupid. On to international news. The UK electricity grid has been hit by a cyber attack. This doesn't seem to have affected any end users in any significant way. Our last political news comes out of India, where 29 million job seekers' data was leaked on the dark web. This included emails, phones, addresses, work experiences, and more. Another one bites the dust. And finally, let's not forget our misfits. There has been a very mysterious, well, it was, data breach. The DB8151DD data breach. This was kind of a creepy breach as there were associations with contacts, so if you message someone, you two might be paired up together in the breach itself, and it's unclear where this leak came from. No one seemed to know. Until, well, we did know. It's part of the Covey, Cove, Cove, Covey, contacts application. So not as creepy as it originally sounded, but still proves anything can happen with any service you're signed up for. And as far as we know, it may have already happened and it hasn't made it into the public yet. So yes, keep that in mind when you're putting together your threat model and you think that you're ultra private and you're ultra secure, assume that everything you've signed up for will be compromised and work with that kind of threat model. That's just a good general rule of thumb. I wish that wasn't what the world was like, but that's kind of how we have to live if we want to be realistic and try to actually prepare for these incidents. Our second misfit story covers the supercomputers that were hacked across Europe to mine cryptocurrency. There were confirmed infections in the UK, Germany, and Switzerland. This was used to mine Monero, the anonymous cryptocurrency. I seriously wonder how much they actually made from this. I wonder if it's like a surprisingly small amount or a surprisingly huge amount. Uh, I really wish Windscribe still allowed you to mine Monero for bandwidth. Um, then it might be worth it to, to get one of these supercomputers for that. Who doesn't want free VPNs? Why not? The final misfit is for all you boomers who like to post pictures of your grandchildren or children without their consent. 
Be warned, as a grandma has been ordered to delete Facebook photos of her grandchildren per GDPR. Go Netherlands for actually enforcing this. This is pretty cool. If she continued to violate this, she'd be charged 50 euros every day the photos are live. So if you think your grandchildren are so cute, let's see how cute your retirement account is after a year. And I'm curious, I couldn't find information on the whole 50 euros thing. Is that kind of a sliding scale metric? So if if Zuckerberg is the person who's violating your privacy, would he also be charged 50 euros? I I, kind of have, have a feeling that this was personally decided for each individual. At least that's my hope. That, my friends, is all of the news. We actually got through this pretty quickly this week. This is quick for surveillance support, so yes. Thank you for tuning in. It has been a pleasure. Don't forget to check out Ledger. They make some great stuff, and yeah, I recommend it. It's what I use to store my cryptocurrencies, and they are ultra secure. And finally, our Patreon community. Support what we do. We could use all the financial help we can possibly get, and thank you to all our current patrons. It's just been amazing. You guys are doing great stuff. Absolutely love it. Thank you so much for all your hard work and what you do to give back to our channel. Thank you again all for watching and have a Lemuricious day. I'll see you all soon.